What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, all about the good and the bad surrounding your Green Bay Packers. Uh, I am your host, Chris Burke, joined alongside, as always, by Lindsay Hanson, my co-host. Lindsay, uh, it's been it's been about a week since we've last talked, and uh, despite it being a week since that win, I think we've been the vibes. I could say, safe to say, have probably carried over. Oh, one thousand percent. I mean. We have to talk about this Chiefs game. It was so much fun to watch. I I felt like I was watching the Packers like a few years ago when they were just, I mean, this team is so young and for them to play like they did was just, it was next level. Um, It was so much fun. We'll get to it, I know, but God, I just... I'm so proud of these young guys. It's so cool. It's so cool to see. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, like talking with everybody after, you know, everybody went back to work on Monday. It's like, oh, we back, you know, we're back, back. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I, they maybe the Packers have done it again with Jordan Love. I don't know. Uh, there's still, oh. you know, a few more games left, but the arrow is definitely pointing in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you got, they definitely have an easier schedule, uh, looking farther ahead yet, but you can't get too far ahead of that. But just basking in that win, national TV, you've got Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift in the house in of the Packers. Um, <laughs> in, in green, in little old Green Bay, little Wisconsin. Little old Green Bay, Wisconsin. God, I love it. And her man got beat. Um, mad respect to Taylor Swift. You know, we talked about that last week. Uh, we're both fans of her, especially and fans of her music too. Um, so obviously that was kind of just a, it was a very magical night. And, you know, those are the moments that define a team or those, you know, when you look back at, you know, Aaron Rodgers' time at Green Bay, Brett Favre, you know, you think of specific moments. Yeah. And this is kind of one of those magical moments that this is probably the first one, you know, that we're all going to remember for a long, long time in the Jordan Love era. So. Truly. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that game in a minute, but, uh, let's talk about the news this week. So. Christian Watson is up, uh, mm-hmm. and so is Aaron Jones, it looks like, for Monday night. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, oh, Jones is um, out officially. Uh, yeah. It's looking that – hang on here. Um, no Watson. I thought I had some – maybe I'm only thinking of Watson. I may have just given out some fake news. Uh, oh, he did practice yesterday. Okay, I misread that. Yeah, I, yeah. I lied. So yes, I take that back. Ope, as we say up here. Um, so Christian Watson is out. So that's kind of a bummer. You know, it's just the, I try to figure out, is there a way to donate a hamstring? Cause I would sacrifice my hammy for him. Um, <laughs> not every part of my bodies are strong, but at least my legs are in pretty good shape. Um, uh, you know, that I poor th- kid, man, he just can't catch a break with these injuries. I mean, it's yeah, it's the hamstring again, and it's just been this recurring issue for him. And it seems like each time that he gets in his groove, he gets going, he injures himself, sets himself back, or it's not sets himself, it sets him back. And then he has to like go through it again. Um, he's such a good player, and we've seen that uh, in recent weeks, but Man, he just, he has so many issues with injuries and it really sucks. Like for him too, not just as a fan, like 
on a human level, that sucks. Yeah. And you know, the hamstring is something that that, that can, that those, those can linger. We all remember the jokes about Clay Matthews from back in the day, you know, he tweaked his hamstring and kept flaring up multiple seasons. Yeah. Uh, and with the way Christian Watson's built, you know, he's tall, you know, he's a little more lean. Uh, that's not a, that's not a slam on his size, by the way. Just, that's just the way kind of he's built. Those hamstrings are can be devastating and don't go away. But on the plus side, you know, when I saw him initially crumpled down, my heart went into my throat. Like I thought honestly it was a steal. And then I saw him grab his hamstring and I'm like, Oh God, still not good, but it could have actually been a lot worse. You know, anytime you see a non-contact injury, everybody's heart just stops beating for a second. Um, so that, you know, just, I feel so terrible for the kid because he was just starting to come on, getting in a rhythm with love. And then this happens again. So major bummer. Uh, other note, uh, Quay Walker is doubtful. So I would say he probably won't, he probably won't play. Uh, and then uh, four players questionable. So Aaron Jones is questionable. Um, apologize again for mis misinforming there. So Aaron Jones questionable, Jair Alexander questionable with the shoulder, Eric Stokes with a hamstring, and Darnell Savage questionable with a chest injury. Uh, so I would hope you can get all four of those guys. It would be really nice to get uh, Jones and Alexander back. Um, yeah, against well, Stokes, the Giants. Stokes is still on IR, so he can't he can't come up, right? Uh, he's been, I believe he's been, he's been practicing, but he's still on IR. I believe he was designated. I believe he was designated from this is they've there. He's been, they've been moving him around so much. Um, I believe his practicing window is open, but, uh, let me see here. No, you'd think we would have all this ready at the time. So he had his 21 day to practice window opening on November 27th. Uh, so three, you know, three, 21 days from that would be three days would be the 30th. So he's got a little bit of time yet, but, uh, I would say it's probably, you know, they've still have him listed as questionable on the injury report. I don't think he'd play. Um, I I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling 50 50 on Jones and Alexander. It'd be really nice to have, um, I think I bet you don't, maybe Jones is ready to go. Um, and then Savage, I'm not quite sure if the chest injury. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Probably, I guess that's why they call him questionable. Is the fifty fifty chance? That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like um, it was good to see Jones come back. I mean, he hasn't played since the freaking Chargers game. He hasn't practiced or played since the Chargers game uh, when he got this injury. Um, it was a ACL sprain, um, I believe, going off memory, but. Um, yeah, it's just, it was good to see him actually come back to consecutive practices. He hasn't done that in a, in a while. So that was promising. I don't know if that means he's going to play tomorrow, but it at least means that he's making progress. Absolutely. So, you know, now that we can actually talk playoffs legitimately, um, and not as a pipe dream, you know, definitely that's definitely kind of what we want to see. And they do exactly. have a gentler schedule. So. Yeah, uh, definitely some promising signs as the Packers gear up for a potential run through the playoffs, which uh, is looking... so insane to say out loud. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But um, you know, stranger things have stranger things have happened. Um, you know, I just it's they're in actually in better shape, I think, right now than they were a year ago. So take take that for what you will. I'm not going to make any. 
I think yeah, everybody knows where I'm kind of going with that one, but, um, <laughs> I will say, and, um, and I don't, I don't really watch McAfee or pay attention to Rogers news, uh, anymore too much, but I did see that he, uh, specifically called out, like he was asked about love. He was like, am I surprised that love is playing the way that he is? No. Am I happy for him? Hell yeah. So I thought that was, that was cool. Um, to come from his predecessor. Uh, so, so yeah, we will, I mean, we'll see, but God, we're in a much better spot than we were. For sure. I just, you know, the big, I, I, he was asked about it. So he answered the question. It's just, I, I hate that whenever love does something well, number 12 has to, Hey, pay attention to me. He's got to say something that does that. It just, just part of me think part of me thinks Aaron should just uh, let love have the spotlight, but you know, at the same time, he was ass, so I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't beg on him too much. Um, yeah. and he's got plenty of his own problems in New York right now, anyway. <laughs> um, but so the Packers are in New York this week, and you know, for the Giants, I think, oh, the last injury for the Giants, Dexter Lawrence is really the one we got to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's their version of Kenny Clark, very disruptive along the line, an elite defender on that defensive line. Uh definitely the one I you know, feel a lot better about the Packers running game uh if he's not playing. That's kind of the one player we gotta watch in terms one, of the Giants injury report. One thousand percent. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit more now about that Chiefs game. Um uh, yes oh. please. I really wish we were doing our <laughs> recap uh podcast that we did last year for games like this because God, it would be fun to just dive. Like, literally, I could talk about that game for an hour and a half. It was so, so sick. Statement win, uh, signature win, as they call it. Statement win, too, for both Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love. Um, outplaying, outgunning Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Lambeau was just electric. Um, just an unbelievable win. Probably game of the year for them so far. Uh, just got to make sure they don't make sure they keep things going, you know, take things week by week. You know, Matt LaFleur is pretty good about that. You know, making sure they take a one game at a time. It's only about the Giants right now. Then it'll be, you know, about Carolina yeah, and all that. So just making sure they just take things one step at a time. Uh, Cause this is still a young team. We'll talk about that a little later, but uh, you know, just, it was such an unbelievable win uh, for this group. Oh my God. It really, really was. I haven't had that much fun watching a Packer game in a very long time. I feel like, um, you know, as a fan of a team that's going through a rebuild, um, it's always tough and you never, you never really expect, um, games like the chiefs game last Sunday. Uh, you know, it, it was, God, it was just, it was the best. And, um, truly the, one of the only things that was horrible about it was the damn officiating. I cannot tell you how insane those last two minutes were. That was bananas. Yeah. It, you know, when I, I was on my way to work and I had ESPN up on my phone on my dash and I'm like, why is it saying it's been two minutes to go for six minutes now? You know, and finally I oh, cranked on the radio God. and I was, I was able to get Wayne, Wayne and Larry on and it's like, Oh, now I know why. Um, and before anybody, if for any reason, if some Chiefs fans are listening to this, 
you can step off a little bit about that pass interference call at the end. Um, you know, don't put yourself, if you're relying on the officials to make the right call for why you got to win a game, play better. You know, I think that, I think a lot of Chiefs fans actually would agree with that. They have a championship culture there and they're actually very good fans. Uh, but what about that unnecessary roughness penalty that should not have been called by Jonathan Owens? I can't you know? even begin to, I was screaming at, I'm about to scream again, Chris. It was the most absurd call. It couldn't have been a more perfect tackle. It was safe. It was clean. He was inbounds. What the hell is the defense supposed to do if not that? That was asinine. That was just, it was just, it was bananas. It really makes me mad. But again, the officials, the officiating in the NFL, it makes me mad a lot. I feel like they just do a great job at that um, and making fans pissed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're 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 supposed to play patty cake. What do you, you know? Come on, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what the rule book says. But the bottom line here is, I just if you're relying on the officials to alternate, you know, number one, even if that interference call, you know, they they get to the five, you know, they have to score and they have to convert a two point conversion, and then it's only tied. And who, if you think you were going to win that game, you you can predict the future. Uh, can I have the Powerball numbers, please? Because you don't, you can't predict the future on that. That was not a game winning call. Would have given them a chance, but. Who knows how the game would have ended. So, um, I, I hate, I hate that excuse. And when it comes to the Packers, same situation there. Um, 1000%. It's both ways. Like if that had been a call on love, I would have been just as pissed. I really would have. Like it, it's, it's the, the lack of knowledge for a game that you are supposed to be an expert at. Like you're an, you're an official. You're a ref. You need to know that that tackle was clean. It was as clean as it could be. And that was more of a, oh, I like Mahomes. That was a little rough for Mahomes. Let's take care of him. Let's protect Mahomes. Jonathan it's the Brady Owens, effect, yeah. This is a, yeah, I, I can't stand that bullshit. I can't. I couldn't stand it when they did it with Rodgers. It's annoying. Let them play the game. And to Mahomes' credit, he did say at the end, you know, hey, they they let us play, you know. I so I got I got to give Pat Mahomes credit at the end. He's always been a class guy. Probably, honestly, my favorite non-Packer uh, in the league right now. I, I, I'm a big fan of number fifteen in Kansas City. So, um, just it's one of those they they just they gotta fix they gotta fix the rule book. You know, I think it's too hard for these guys to, you know, it's too hard for these guys to enforce the rules a little bit. It's too hard to understand, but at the same time. Um, Adam Schefter did say something, I think it was either this morning or late last night, uh, that the crew that called the game, uh, that is actually calling, I believe, Houston and New York as, as we're recording this, uh, has been looked at for a lack of PI penalties. I mean, that's only going to add fuel to the fire there. Doesn't change the outcome of the game, but clearly, you know, that's, that tells me that the NFL's got a rule problem. Cause I don't believe, you know, that that's, this is just a one crew thing. I really don't, but. Um, anyway, enough, enough, enough ranting and raving on that. So just a couple other things on there. Um, Jordan Love, I think, you know, I think, um, you know, I think it's time. I think we can start talking extension with him that he probably is the guy. Um, obviously there's a few more games to go. Um, but he has started to finally put it together. They've, you know, earlier in a show earlier this season, I was bemoaning that, you know, the Packers were bad, but they also were not improving. Uh, they're good now and they're improving, you know, so they're, 
they're, they're, they're finally, the arrow's finally pointing in the right direction. I guess I should have just been a little more patient, which forgive me after 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, you know, we all kind of get a little used to just expecting excellence week in and week out. And it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But like the fact that that's happened in the course of a season, the course of, of, you know, five weeks is really, really something to um, celebrate because it, it, that, that rarely happens. And again, I feel like we're getting lucky. Um, but I mean, the progress that love has shown since we are speaking about love, the progress that he's shown in a season from, you know, the start, he started strong against the bears. And then we saw those weeks of like, oof, I don't know. I don't know if this is it. And then he started to really turn things around and he is looking and making, they did a side by side by side comparison of uh one of I can't remember the exact play in the game but it was when he threw off uh off of the side foot and he uh it was essentially like a a Rogers Favre or a Favre Rogers and then love kind of like uh side by side images because they they mastered the same the same throws and love is really like it it was cool to see because it's like okay yeah he's he took things from Rogers and and I'm sure Favre too like you know um it's just it was really cool to see but I'm happy for the kid I really am I think that he has really strong potential to lead this team I think the team respects him and they listen to him and um when you have you know that's what you need when when you have someone at the helm as as the QB you need the rest of the team to uh to respect him and and I think this team does and it's paying dividends right now um really fun to watch 100% could not agree more 10 out of 10 um <laughs> definitely a uh definitely a uh, wonderful wonderful development uh wish him nothing but the best obviously uh he's grown up immense amongst our eyes that the players are playing for him um it just it's 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 good to see him putting his phone uh you know his fingerprints are now on the roster on the team on the locker room uh, and i think i think it's just only up from here i mean there's still going to be some ups and downs but i hopefully i think they've weathered through the worst of the storm so um you know the best thing that he keeps building on is he keeps now that he's put good stuff on tape you know, he's still improving despite putting that on tape for other coaches to look at. So that is, that is an encouraging sign, um, that he is learning, you know, as, as he's gone along. So that's fantastic to see. Um, and finally, can't talk about this game. Uh, we'll bring her up one more time. Taylor Swift. Um, just seeing her in Lambo was kind of so cool. Uh, Lindsay, you didn't even, I'm glad that to me shows, you know, NBC didn't, Type it up, which props to them for doing that because exactly, yeah, the game that game deserved to be the center of attention, and she is, for want of a better term, kind of a side act. Even though Taylor Swift is anything but, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think you know where I'm getting at. Um, you know, the game is the main focus there, and then she's, you know, she's like like a player's spouse, kind of a way to do that. Even though she and Travis Kelsey are not married, but um, yeah, it's it's very good. Attention for Green Bay, seeing her come through, you know, the bowels of Lambeau underneath, uh, up in the, up in the, up in the, um, up in one of the suites upstairs. Uh, still kind of cool to see her there. 
you know, just, you know, more eyes. Taylor Swift, the Taylor Swift was in little old Green Bay, Wisconsin. Little old Green Bay. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Lambo, Lambo is historic. And I feel like, I feel like she uh, made it a little bit more historic when she showed up. I really didn't think she would. I was, I was like, yeah. it would be cool if she did, but yeah, damn, it was, it was sweet. Um, yeah. Hope she, hope she got a good mid- Midwestern welcome while she was there. Yeah. Think of the, I mean, think of the legends that have been in that stadium. Lombardi, Star, Kramer, Nitschke, Favre, White, Rogers, Jordy, Clay, Driver, Taylor Swift. I mean, it's just, it's one more, <laughs> it's just, it's one more, one more, one more legend to add to the, you know, to exactly. add to the stadium. So, totally. um, so, Turning ahead now, let's go ahead and get to the Giants. Uh, New York's the Giants sitting Ooh. definitely not the best right now. Uh, they're not good. They are not good at all. Um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely going through some, uh, some hard times. I mean, they're, well, I mean, let's just dive in, right? Like, so they are playing their third string quarterback, um, which is rough. It's, I mean, I'm like, I can't imagine uh, the Packers playing or do we even have a third string? Like, who is that? <laughs> like, who is that third string quarterback? Um, it, uh, yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, there, it's more than just the quarterback. It is the defense. It is the offense. It is almost nearly every phase of the Giants. They do have weapons, of course. Um, and we'll get to that in the next section. Um, but their weapons are limited and, uh, they're just not a, not a good team. No, they're not. So they're four and eight. They're technically in third pay, third place in the NFC East over the, uh, Washington commanders because Washington finally had their bye this week. You know, I can't. The NFL had a team play 13 straight games before a bye, which is ridiculous, but that's a rant for another show. Um, so yeah, they, they are not very good. You know, they, they surprised people last year with Daniel Jones. You know, he got a huge contract extension. Uh, Brian Dabble looked like he was kind of going to be one of the new up and rising coaches. And then this year, it's like Daniel Jones reverted back to form, you know, and then Dabble has not had the answers, um, so to speak. So yeah, they are not good. So. Great opportunity for the Packers this week, Lindsay. Uh, what do we got that we think could go right? Yeah, I mean, you know, DeVito, which is their their third string uh, quarterback, ranks 30th out of 30 quarterbacks in the NFL um, with at least 100 dropbacks in EPA per um, since he took over. Is <laughs> at negative 0.231. Um, he also has Oof. a success rate. Yeah. He also has a success rate of 34.2%, which is dead last. Um, which makes sense. Uh, it's, it is something that we can absolutely use to our advantage. I mean, if we don't figure out a way to beat this, team um oh boy it's gonna be painful um but i think we so long as we play like we have been the past you know four or five weeks 
I think we definitely have it in the bag, but there's just, there's so much that we can use to our advantage with this Giants team. They're just, they're not good. Um, 31st in scoring. Um, you have a few stats too. If you like, oh God, they're just, yeah, it's rough. Yes. It's rough for the Giants yeah. fans. Yeah. You, they're, they're in the bottom quadrant here. So 31st in scoring, like you just said, 26th in scoring defense, 31st in scoring differential. Um, Really, they've only had 15 offensive touchdowns in 12 games, which oof. that, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, oof, oof. uh, green, uh, yeah, just oof. Um, That's a double oof. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I don't know how else to say that is professional analysis right there, folks. Oof. Um, <laughs> it just, it's the offense has not been good. Um, you know, Daniel Jones has been hurt, obviously. Saquon Barkley did miss time. Yeah. Um, he's back, but you know, that doesn't help either. You know, it's just, it's, this is, that's where, you know, I just, they have not had the answers. Uh, they play in a little tougher division. You know, you got Philly and Dallas there. So they, you know, have their, that's four that games Dallas, right there. Those are a little tougher. Yeah. That Dallas Giants game was, that was almost a, um, almost a Dolphins Broncos kind of game where it was just annihilation. Yep. It was, uh, not, not great, Bob. Um, so I mean, this is, this is obviously very much a team that the Packers should beat 100%. Should 1000%. Yeah. They, like I said, if they don't, um, that's going to be, it's going to be a rough, uh, rough locker room after that game. But I am fully hopeful because again, there's just so many places that we can take advantage of. And, um, with this team showing the strides that they are. Uh, this Packers team, I, I really think that we will, uh, I mean, I know LaFleur is going to have it in his playbook. Um, you know, Dingleberry better as well, better consider these, uh, these weaknesses as our strengths. And I think if we do that, we got it in the bag. You know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if we can almost drop the Dingleberry term from Barry. Oh, um, it's just we gotta, so I know. good. It's it's very. Um, <laughs> I, it's you got to get you know not to go off on too much of an aside here, but they have been playing a lot better. They handled yeah, Mahomes one thousand percent last week. So I mean, they he's he's beginning. I'm not to save saying his... he hasn't made progress. I'm just saying we've seen him make progress and then go backwards. So well, we I mean, will see if he does that. Oh, I mean, advanced stats-wise, this defense is still not good. Don't get me no, wrong. No, um, no. But they're but doing much better, for sure. Correct. And the offense has been helping a little bit more, too. So just, uh, yeah, just shout out to Joe Barry for getting better. But there's clearly still more work to do. And I, getting Jair back would definitely help. I'm never going to not call him Dingleberry. That's just like, a, it's a term of endearment. And it's a term of frustration. So it works both ways. <laughs> It's not really a term I, I, of endearment. I don't know no, anyone I'm, who would like to be called Dingleberry, but I mean, if somebody else called me effing a hole, you know, maybe Dingleberry would be a, in terms of endearment. But in yeah, my I definitely mind, wouldn't like that. The way that I'm saying it, it's a uh, it's a term of it's both, <laughs> depending on how we use it, depending on the week. Yeah. So, uh, what else we got going on, Lindsay? Um, I mean, that's really it, right? Like we, we covered it. Um, I mean, the, the giants just, they're not, they're not good. And, um, and I think we can, we can easily win this if 
we show up for the game like we like we did last week, especially. Um, and we we have a 70 percent chance of the playoffs uh, going into this game. So if we win, yep. we're going to even you know, it's just a wild, wild thing. I n- did not think that we would be here. Yep. Um, you know, uh, two months ago, but, um, yeah, they have a real shot and hopefully they all show up. We need all phases to work just because we're a bad team doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean we can't, uh, it's not a throwaway game. No. And I want to say just one thing quick about, you know, Tommy DeVito, who's going to be starting for the giants, uh, with Tyrod Taylor being out. So, uh, when I talked with the people from Big um, Big Blue View, um, our sister site covering the Giants, I'm like, who is this kid? So there's a story. He's kind of become a cult hero in that area. He plays with, you know, he's kind of like a wide-eyed kid playing right now. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, still lives with his parents, you know, bless his heart. But he can throw the ball down the field. You know, he's he's when he's accurate, he has time. But the question, the big thing is when he has time. Uh, he's been sacked. Uh, you're not going to believe this number. He's been sacked 28 times in five games. God, dang. that's average. That's that's average. That's over five. That's over five per game for those who don't like to do the math. Almost six. Um, so for Sean Gary in there is rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New York's defense, New York's offensive line is um suboptimal to say the least. And I think this is a game oh, that wow. Joe. If Joe, if Joe Barry doesn't uh, send send uh, send the cavalry on this one, then the Dingleberry nickname will be back in force next week. Um, I knew it was bad. I just twenty eight times in five games. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's uh, David Carr numbers way back in the Texas when he got sacked. I think it was sixty times total in a season. Wow, it was nuts, and that was in a sixteen game season back then. By the way, so yeah, just kind of a fun factor. You know, if the Packers have shown they can get after the quarterback. And I think this is a game where Joe Barry can and should <clears throat> uh, put his, you know, he can really put his foot on the opponent's throat. And he hasn't always shown that. So I hope to God that they they know to, you know, send the kitchen sink at this kid. Yeah, Gary, I think Gary's going to have some fun with, with this game. Um, yep, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we, that is it for the chatter. Uh, we will take a quick break and be back with the worst. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. So let's talk about some things that could go wrong here. And I think this is kind of an obvious discussion at this point. So the Packers are young. They're succeeding. You know, they got a lot of good press, you know, after the win over the Chiefs. Um, you know, th- is this this is a young team that's playing its first what could be called a trap game. Even though, you know, the Giants are 4-8, and eight, you know, they're not the worst record in the league. It's, they're still not a good team. And this is something, you know, or are they looking ahead while they're next, they're looking ahead to their next opponent, you know, is Carolina, who's actually even worse. So I'm not sure that's it, but this is still a young team, you know, experiencing its great run of success in press. You know, how maturely are they going to be able to handle this? And this is where I think Matt LaFleur and especially Jordan Love can help. You know, can they, to borrow a phrase from Mike McCarthy, can they stack success? Can they handle the hype and continue to keep their swagger while also, staying level. I think this is kind of another test for the team that we haven't really talked about because we didn't think, you know, when they were sitting at two and five, we didn't think this was going to be a conversation. So that's kind of the concern I have with this game is that they're just, they're going to get kind of get caught with their pants down a little bit. And, um, you know, I talked earlier in a previous show, you know, playing up to your opponent and playing down to the level of your opponent. This is a game I'm very concerned they could play down to the level of, I mean, if they, if they come out and blow the doors off the giants, great. But you know, with a young team like that and handling success, you know, this, they're experiencing this for the first time. Yeah. And I mean, but to be fair, they have stacked success in, you know, recent weeks, they have, uh, you know, one consecutively um, and they have showed up for each of those games. I definitely think that there is a chance that it will get to their heads a bit. Right. All of this positive press, uh, like you were saying. So that is a, that is a risk. And I think as you, you know, as you become more experienced and as you're in the NFL a little bit more, you do kind of let that just, it's water off a duck's back. It just, you know, whether it's bad or positive, you don't really pay attention to it because you can't. Uh, we're all human beings. They're human beings and that can get in anyone's head that can, you know, that can change, um, perspectives and we can't afford that right now because we are so young and we are, um, still very much, you know, learning and growing. And all these players are, this is, we have what the youngest team in the NFL, right? Like by a long shot. So, uh, I mean, so still, yes. Yeah. So it's just, um, it, there is definitely, there is definitely a, a chance for that, but I, I do really hope that LaFleur has kind of prepped them and, uh, tried to lead them the right way through it. Um, because it, I'm sure that it feels good. I know that it, you know, it probably does. And these kids are excited. It's, um, it's everything that they've worked for, uh, but they they need to keep showing up and they need to keep working at it because as soon as we let off the gas, we're not promised anything. So we need yep. to uh, we need to fight our way to the playoffs, and if we want to be there, we have to show up. 
all gas, no effing brick, as they said, you know, way back during Matt LaFleur said during this first year, five yeah. years ago already. That's hard to believe. Each or four years counts, ago. For yep. sure. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is where Jordan Love really comes into play. You know, every, the thing everybody that's been consistent about him throughout the season, good and bad, is that he's been level headed. You know, he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. And I think that this is where that can serve the team really well is, you know, not just in bad times, but also in good, you know, making sure they don't get drunk on their own hype and kind of keep a level head. So yeah. you have to wait and see, but I think that's where Jordan Love's leadership really can shine and should shine through. Uh, next. So Dexter Lawrence, we talked a little bit about him with the injury report. Uh, he is very disruptive and he could make trouble. You know, the Packers have shuffled their offensive line around a little bit. He could, he could give that interior line some difficulty, uh, especially, you know, in terms of the running game and opening things up for some pressure on Jordan Love. The big question is if he plays, um, still seeming questionable. And even if he is, he may not be a hundred percent, but yeah, you know, he's, even if he's not a hundred percent, that he's somebody you definitely still going to take into account for. Oh yeah. Yeah. He is, um, he, his 70% is most people's hundred <laughs> percent. He is phenomenal. I mean, he, he really is. It's one of the giants few weapons, um, but he's a big one. He ranks 13th amongst, uh, among all defensive players in total pressures. He's produced more pressures than Miles Garrett, Daniel Hunter, and Will Anderson this season. Um, you know, if, if the Giants do cause any problems, I think most of those are going to come from Lawrence. Um, He's a he's a dynamite player for them, and uh, we need to be ready. Yep, one hundred percent agree with that. You know that's you know they're you know the Packers have not always made the wisest choices in terms of the starting offensive line in the past, and I think this is a game where they got to be really careful. If if he's causing trouble, you've got to be quick with the hooker, quick to shuffle, move people around because I think this is especially one where Josh Myers has looked better, but he can really establish you know, plant his flag that he's back and he can kind of be a good center. You know, if he can help with, with, uh, you know, with Lawrence along the defensive line there for sure. Yeah. Uh, moving along again. So also, so let's get, get to the Giants offense a little bit here. Kind of starts and stops with Saquon Barkley. You know, like I said earlier, he's missed time, but he's still very much a threat. Uh, you've got to take into account to where he is. And given that the Packers have gotten better, but they're still not the best at stopping the run. You know, he's somebody they definitely got to take into consideration and keep an eye on. You know, even if he might still be beat up a little bit, again, he's, you got to keep him in, you got to keep an eye on him. 1000%. Yeah. Barkley is, I have him for, uh, for my fantasy and he does well for me. Um, when he is, you know, when he is playing and healthy. So he, his stats this year, 165 carries for 697 yards, one touchdown. But he's also racked up 28 receptions across 40 targets for 168 yards and four touchdowns. So not only is he a, a good running back, he's also a such a versatile, versatile uh, player. He can receive and make those touchdowns. Um, he's been injured. That all of those stats are are after being injured for a good chunk of games. Um, so you know he is definitely. I would say probably the only person off of the Giants offense that we need to watch, but you better believe that they are going to use him to, like as much as they possibly can. And, um, and we got to be ready for it because Barkley could run all over us 
uh, all over us if if we let him. One hundred percent. You know, just uh, he's he's still the guy back there, and you know, with when you've got a, a third string quarterback back there, even if he has a good arm, that's the best. That's their best way. You know, and the Packers have to definitely stop the run here, and you know, not having Quay Walker is not going to help. But um, they definitely they got to keep an eye on number twenty six. He's he is. He is the home run threat on that offense for sure. Uh, and then finally, last thing uh, that we kind of think might be a kind of a problem. So the Giants, as we mentioned, are not good offensively. They don't produce, but they also don't turn the ball over. So, you know, they're, if they're smart with the football, you know, if the Packers have to rely on a turnover, you know, this isn't going to be a, this isn't going to be a, a gimme in terms of getting the football from them. They have only had, if I can get my notes back up, good grief. They've only given the ball away 14 times this season, uh, despite the offense being absolutely horrible in terms of production, as we've talked about. So they're not going to yeah. give up the ball. I mean, sure. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, you know, it, it was the same with the Chiefs and we did a pretty damn good job. Um, especially like, I mean, no one saw that coming with Mahomes at the helm. Um, but. Uh, you know, we can do it again. And what they lack in, what they lack for in sacks, uh, they definitely make up for in, in turnover ratio. I mean, that's really impressive. Only 14. Um, it, that's, that's a good number. Like there's no denying that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we got this, Chris. I mean, Oh, if for sure. we don't, if we don't beat this team, oof, it is going to be not fun next week. I'm going to be, the vibes are going to be complete opposite if we lose to this Giants team. Yeah. It, um, you know, they're, they're smart with the football. So that's why you got to win on third down. You know, the Packers struggles on second and long have been well documented. That's why that this is why winning, winning those battles is going to be crucial because they're not going to give, they're not going to give the football up to you. So. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on there. But like you said, this, it's still very much a containable, winnable game for the Packers. So let's get into that then. Uh, let's go ahead and it's prediction time. I think you and I are both going to be into agreement on this, but I don't know about the score differential. So Lindsay, why don't you go ahead and go first? Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, we talked about it a lot. Um, but with this Giants team, I just, so long as the Packers show up and so long as they have, I mean, if they have a game like they did against the chiefs, um, which I do think is possible. And I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but it's just, um, I don't know. Last week's game just gave me so much uh, hope for the future of this team. I really think we're going to show up. I really think LaFleur is going to hammer home the, the idea of like, Every game counts. We need to show up for every single one of these remaining games. Um, I think we're going to see that. And I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty big difference in score. So I'm predicting 31-10 Packers. Wow. Yeah, um, I'm probably going to be a little more conservative on that. I'm going to go 20, 24 to 13. Um, Packers, obviously. I'm not, I'm not picking against them this week. Um, <laughs> never again. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I, it's very much a winnable game. 
you know, I, I, this is a game I think they could very much jump out to the lead a little bit. Then, you know, they, Nail Fleur's teams, unfortunately, have a tendency to not always stay foot on the gas. That's why I don't know if they would completely get to 31 points. I was initially thinking like 31-20. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to change. Let's do 31-20. Uh, it's the same margin, just a little higher scoring. I'll say 31-20. Um, Saquon Barkley, um, probably going to be a little bit more of a headache than I think a lot of people are thinking about. But I still think, you know, the Giants still aren't good enough offensively. And I think... Um, you know, I, initially I thought the game was supposed to get some rain, but it looks like that forecast has changed for New York. So uh, no rain, just might be a little cooler. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say 31 to 20 Green Bay. Uh, and Packers go to 7 and 6, and the playoff hype train continues. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a runaway game for the Pack. I think they're really going to get – they're going to carry the momentum, especially from the Chiefs game, uh, into this one. And I, I think the Giants aren't going to – I don't think they're going to stand a chance. Well, let's hope we're both right. And um, if not, we're going to have a very different show next week. Yeah, Um, it'll be very somber (laughs) next week if we lose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So anyway, guys, that will go ahead and that will do it for us this week. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure to keep it on AccuPacking Company for all your podcasts. Needs and Packers needs, written, video, audio, whatever. Social, any any and all. (laughs) <laughs> memes uh we, we got it all no taylor swift coverage this week so uh that will just about do it so i think as always we will just end it with a simple but always true go pack go go pack go baby we'll see you guys next week bye